0: And I get it, I was there, I've been that person, like, oh my god, I'm never having a cesarean, but those things getting spoken out into the universe, you don't know who's listening to them, it, it kind of did, it was like a bit of a kick in the guts to me, even though I've dealt with those feelings, do you know what I mean?
1: Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all of the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, Hannah and I connect over our cesarean stories and agree that it's just so awesome that even though we're on different sides of the world, we can still connect on that level of motherhood. and welcome to Entering Motherhood, and I'm so happy to have you here, and if you would like to go ahead and just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, and then we can jump into your birth story.
0: Awesome. Okay. My name's Hannah, and I'm from Australia, from um, a town about two hours north of Sydney. I've got two children, a son named Oakland, and he's four years old. And I have a daughter named Romy, who's actually three next week. Yeah,
1: I knew that you had the two kids, but I didn't know how old they were.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they're very close in age. <laughs>
1: That's great. That's Yeah, we have Rosie. She is one and a half.
0: Oh, I loved that age. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite, around that 18-month-old mark. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, so you have a blog. How long have you been doing that? And what kind of like got you started doing that?
0: So I'd always sort of loved writing. And to be honest, I probably thought about starting it after I had Romy just as an outlet. Um, and then I just finally decided to do it one day because I, maybe I felt like I had so much to say just since becoming a mom. Um, And because I did find it quite challenging the first time around, I sort of thought surely other mums feel this way and, you know, you don't hear so much about what goes on. Like you see the the pretty stuff, the nice stuff on social media, you know, like the mums getting photos in matching outfits and it just looks like all bliss. But I was really struggling so I thought maybe I can share that and in the hope that mothers that are feeling the same they can relate because I know when I read or I um, hear something that I can resonate with I feel so much better so that was kind of the idea behind it and then um, I got such a good response like exactly the reason why I started it and it sort of grew sort of a bit more of an Instagram following and I talked to a lot of the readers on there and um, yeah it's just been really good just to connect with other moms
1: yeah so that was after your second child right That's second yeah. yeah so
0: I mean not right after yeah <laughs> but um, so last November so it took me till a couple of years but yeah finally got there
1: So April is cesarean awareness month, which we both were chatting about. And I think, you know, that's something that we connect with. And that's something that, um, you know, we have both been through. I had my first, I um, was in labor for over 24 hours, and it had just been kind of decided that was the route that we should go. Mm -hmm. And I was very much kind of in the same position as you as like, I thought everything was going to be natural. I thought I wasn't going yeah. to do the epidural. Like this was not, you know, like how things were going to go. And um, you know, I'd love for you to kind of share your story and how how that went um and how things progressed and then and then with your second also.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so the first time around, and like you said, I sort of had a preconceived idea, like most things in life, of what my birth would be like. And, you know, every midwife appointment, they were like, You're young, you're fit, you'll have a natural birth, you'll bounce back, you know. So I just thought when I got to 41 weeks, I'm like, Oh, okay, well, I guess I'll. uh, My obstetrician said, Well, we can induce you or I can let you go another 42 weeks. And I said, Oh, let's just do the induction and again I didn't really research inductions very much. Um, I'd heard a couple of not so great stories but going back to what I'd been told it would be straightforward. So I had the induction on a Wednesday afternoon they started with the server deal tape and then I was to go back to the hospital the next morning for my waters to be broken and to be hooked up to the drip. So That all happened Um, and then I had my waters broken at 8 and I was on the drip till about 4.30 p.m. the next day and it wasn't really progressing as well as they'd hoped but I was sort of unbeknownst to that because I was going through labour. I sort of feel like I had no idea what was going on at the time Um, but then I do remember the obstetrician coming in and he said, you know, we've got to do something here and i really didn't even register with what he was saying he kind of said i'll give you a little bit longer but we may have to do a cesarean section because bub's heart rate is not coming back up as hot, as quickly as he'd like so that happened and within him coming back in and saying yep we've got to do this i feel like um, he was delivered within like 20 minutes it was so quick like i feel like i didn't even have. Time to realize what was going on. And I think because I was so tired and exhausted from being in labor for so long, I just was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And I think that maybe had a lot to do with my mental recovery after, because it wasn't something I could build up to. It was so quick from the moment they decided to do it. But, you know, obviously I wanted the safest option for the baby, and that was what it was. So, yeah, that happened and he was born, and so that was an emergency one. And I feel like it took a couple of days for it to, for me to start to feel those feelings of, okay, I didn't do this the way I wanted to. I feel like I've copped out because I didn't actually birth my child naturally. And I would say it took me a really long time to feel like. I hadn't failed or my body hadn't failed and it was feelings I didn't even realize could come up because again I never even considered having a c-section so that was pretty hard um trying to recognize those feelings and deal with them being a new time a new mom and you know I did eventually get to a stage where I realized you know it doesn't really matter what way you birth your baby, you're still their mum. And some things are just out of your control. And that's very much what happens with a lot of emergency C-section. So yeah, that was my first one. With roaming, I actually had been planning a VBAT, so vaginal birth after cesarean. And my obstetrician said, yeah, look, you know, you, you've got every chance of doing it is only a hot cheek. There's a slight um, risk of a tear where you've had your caesarean section scar, but he had all the faith that it would all be good. And things were looking on track. And then at 34 weeks, we were actually in the process of moving house. And I feel like that may have attributed to this, but my waters had a rupture and I had a slow leak. So, because of that, I had to stay in hospital because of the risk of infection. They eventually let me go back home as long as I went back for monitoring every day. And that kind of put an end to me having a vaginal birth because, in the end, my only option was induction or C section. And there was just no way I was going to pick an induction again because the likelihood of me having a cesarean anyway, you know, it was probably going to happen and so we chose to do a planned one and I don't think I struggled as much that time I think it was more just the upset of the what ifs you know what if we weren't moving house would my waters have still broken early you know i dealt with the feelings of having a cesarean so it, it was a different experience obviously being a planned one it was uh, I was more aware of things you know I wasn't tired exhausted being in labour for so long. But it was definitely such a mental challenge for me and I didn't see a lot of people talking about it. You know, when I was feeling these feelings, I would go on Google and type them in. Yeah, so <laughs> that's my two cesarean stories.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel a lot of that same thing you know how you had said like the what ifs I was in labor for so long and then and then it had come down to just like this one final moment and you're pregnant for these nine months and it all comes down to one day one moment and it's either a rushed quick trip in or just like a quick decision that has to be made that you're all of a sudden like Wait, hold on, what just happened? And you don't have that time and you don't have that mental capacity to kind of comprehend what's going on. And I think, you know, that's exactly what you were explaining. And that's how I was feeling when it was happening. And you don't have that time to process it. So, how you said that week after. And you finally were kind of what ha- like, you know, what happened? Like, did my body fail? Could I have done this? Could I have done that? And it does take a long time to really believe in yourself and trust that you did all that you could and that, you know, you are the mother of that child. Like you are still a mom. It doesn't matter how you birthed that baby. And it's so hard. I know that there has been an increase in cesarean so I feel like it's happening more frequently but you know you're also hearing that external noise of oh I'm so sorry that happened to you or you know like I can't believe like you had to do that and I'm like like I didn't think that there was anything wrong initially like I was like I got my baby out like she's safe she's here we're healthy And that new mom brain is just kind of like in a fog of you're just trying to take care of your baby and take care of yourself. And now people are telling you, you should feel bad about what just happened. And so, you know, that's like definitely what I struggled with. Just all that external noise of like, did I do something wrong? Did my body fail me? Did I not do enough? Should I have done more? Should I have made a different decision? And I think that's so hard to kind of like filter through and, and be okay with and be confident with, because when I was going through my birth plan and what I had wanted and everything that was going on, cesarean was nowhere on that list. (laughs) That wasn't even like, I was like, I knew about it. I knew people that had had it. And I was just like, oh yeah, no, no. Like I'm going to Go through it. I'm gonna, you know, I was like that. That won't happen. Like that was nowhere even on the radar. So you know, now being on the other side of things,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's funny on the other side, you know, because you're thinking back to what you thought and what you had planned for you. Like, wow, okay, well, that didn't happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I think I really want to you know, still be that support for that mom that's initially going through these feelings and let them know you did everything that you possibly could. Your body did not fail you. You are the mother of that child. You birthed that child. And just giving them that confidence and that support and that feeling of, you know, they they did all that they could. And even, you know, even when it is a planned cesarean, I think that's, a choice that the mom has every right to make.
0: Yes, I totally agree with you and yeah, it's it's one of those things like how do you support someone that is struggling with those feelings? knowing you've been there yourself and you know it's just becoming okay with things that are out of your control and if it is something that you've planned, being okay, being confident in the choice that you make but also knowing you have made the right choice because, you know, we're the first person to doubt our choices. You can, you can make the absolute right choice and what feels good in your gut, but you're still always going to second guess yourself. I feel like it's just, you know, learning to trust yourself, knowing that you did everything, which is just really hard for mums to do sometimes. And, you know, I struggle with that daily in motherhood, just with parenting decisions. But like with the planned one, for my second, I still struggled with the what if because I thought, you know, we hadn't out. Okay, or well, what if I did do the induction? Maybe the induction did progress, you know. But, yeah, and I totally agree with what you said about the comments you sometimes get from people or like it was really funny just the other day after we'd talked about doing this podcast, I was at a um, birthday party and I was listening to a mother talk about her birth experiences and she sort of said in passing comments, no way I was having a cesarean here's me sitting there and I'm like obviously I didn't tell her I'd had two but I was just like you know there is this and I and I get it I was there I've been that person like oh my god, I'm never having a cesarean but those things getting spoken out into the universe you don't know who's listening to them it, it kind of did it was like a bit of a kick in the guts to me even though I've dealt with those feelings you know what I mean
1: yeah, I definitely feel like it can always resurface and I still get those feelings of and then you feel embarrassed or kind of like like I'm sure you didn't yes. say, Oh hey, like I'm over here. I had two cesareans. What do you mean you absolutely weren't going to? You you know, like I think it's just there's such a stigma around it and such like yeah um,
0: such a stigma.
1: Yeah. And I know that there are risks, like, you know, like there are things associated with it. There is you know, all of that. But when it comes down to it, there are still moms that are having C-sections and there are very reasonable explanations of why. And even with planned ones, a lot of the times it's their second. So they had an emergency C-section for the first one and now they're deciding to go that route for their second. So yes, it's planned, but it's because of past experiences that that mom has been through. And like I said, they have every right to be able to go that route. Like I think every mother is allowed to choose how they are going to birth their child. Like I have no problem with, you know, any form of of how someone wants to birth their baby. And I think that same that same respect has to be given uh, in any situation. So yeah,
0: totally agree.
1: It's definitely something that, you know, like, those feelings do get brought up when you're out in like social settings and you're kind of like, oh my gosh, like. Uh. Oh, you like,
0: I'm not <laughs> going to say anything, but it's like, wow, what does that mean for me? Like, you know, yeah. and if I had said, like, how would she have felt if I'd spoken? And i have said, oh, I've had two seasons. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, and I know mothers that have had a um, really traumatic natural birth and They actually elected for a C-section because that trauma was too hard for them and they didn't want to go through it again. And, you know, like I said, if the doctor is willing to respect their wishes and go ahead with that, everyone else should, you know, like I I just think there's so much judgement, like, on mothers in general and birth just shouldn't be one of them, you know, especially when, you know, you're the worst judge of yourself. You don't need it from everyone else.
1: Yeah. And then how was it for you uh, postpartum, you know, um, like seeing your scar and like seeing that on your body?
0: Um, I'll never forget sort of the first um, time I looked at it after I had Oakland. And it was when I had the first shower and the midwife got me up. She took me to the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and it was really funny like the first thing I thought of was like to when I wasn't pregnant and I don't remember what I looked like without the scar there and I was like oh so this is what I look like now. I was totally okay with it but it it was a really strange moment actually just looking at it. It kind of just hit me a bit different and I thought okay so this is how my body looks now and It was something that I was like, I had no control over this physical mark on my body. It went back to that whole, I was wheeled away so quickly. This is what happened. I was cut open. The baby's safe. That's great. But it was a feeling of not, I had no say over what was happening to my body.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of times like people don't understand, like you went through major surgery and yeah, you do have this massive opening on your body that you have to care for and protect and you know I just had little Rosie and like I could hold her but um I know that you had talked about you know like with your second like having to pick them up and hold them and be with them you know with that scar and like
0: yeah it was difficult yeah
1: the healing process for that was something that I had not planned. So I had not even known, like, do you bleed after a cesarean? Like, what happens? I had not planned for any of the care of of a cesarean. So, you know, you obviously still bleed afterwards. Like, I don't know if it's more or less. Like, I, I don't have anything to reference. Yeah, because on... you've got
0: nothing to compare it to.
1: right. <laughs> But I mean, I still, I still bled afterwards. Um, I still had to take it easy. Um, I pretty much, I slept almost sitting up for probably the first week or so. I just had a massive pillow behind me. And uh, I actually had a step stool on the side of our bed because our bed was a little high. And it was hard to get up and down off the bed because of the scar. And even laughing her, I would tell people like, don't make me laugh because the laughing of it, (laughs) I felt like I was, (laughs) I was going to rip it.
0: You were going to bust open. Yes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I was so nervous about that. Yeah.
0: I am really, every time I got out of bed, I was so slow. I was like, okay. I know I wasn't technically going to bust open but it was like getting I was like I was so aware of what had just happened to me that I was getting out of bed so slowly and I was pushing with my arms not putting any kind of not trying to use any muscles down there and walking so slow like as if I walked normal something would happen. Sort of the second time around I was a little bit not flippant with it and like careless but because I did have Oakland to care for, couldn't take it so slow. And I was so, so lucky that I had a lot of help because uh, my fiance, Mitch, he worked shift work. So when we got back from the hospital, he was on night shift, which meant that he could put Oakland into the pot for me, but he wasn't home in the morning for when he woke him up. But my, um, his nan lives around the corner and she would come over in the morning and get Oakland out of the cot for me but yeah like getting used to not being able to fully pick him up and you know give him cuddles like that that was really hard and I think hard on him too because he didn't understand
1: yeah so did you nurse them afterwards or or what did you do
0: I breastfed Oakland for a month and. Romy, I put her on a bottle as soon as we got home from the hospital. So I breastfed her for five days. I couldn't, oh, I had so much guilt. And I know that's what happens. Like now, the more research I've done on breastfeeding, I just really struggled with breastfeeding. And it got to a point with Oakland where it wasn't worth my mental health to continue. And that was something I struggled with as well. But yeah, just the engorgement and like I've never felt pain like it when your milk comes in and I likened it to you know like had green ants biting me like all over my boobs and yeah so after a month and sort of my crack the cracks weren't healing and yeah so I decided to stop and that's something else that I feel like we get judged for as well but see I'm so like I would try it again if I had a third baby, see how it goes. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's exactly like how I feel. And, you know, there is that kind of like judgment associated with it. I was able to nurse Rosie perfectly fine because that was something that I was nervous about. After a cesarean, because they tell you like, oh, you won't be able to have like a breastfed baby, like after you have a C-section and so I was super nervous because that I was like, well, I have to at least try this because, you know, I failed her, like giving her a C-section. And, um, you know, we were able to breastfeed for maybe 14 or 15 months. And then I was just kind of like... That's
0: amazing.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it was just kind of... She was starting to wean off herself. Like, she wasn't really as interested anymore. And I was just kind of like, I want my own body back. (laughs) Like, I want to just try to, like, wean off of things. For, For moms out there, it is possible to breastfeed after a cesarean. If you do or you don't, that's perfectly fine, too. But I think... That there is just so much, again, that like stigma and judgment of like what you can and can't do and what this means and what that means and everything that's associated with it. So,
0: yeah, I um, actually remember when um, the obstetrician came in and said, "Okay, we're going to do a cesarean with Oakland. I thought to myself, just I never said it out loud, but I'm like, oh, shit, I wonder if I can breastfeed which I look back now and kind of laugh at because I didn't end up liking breastfeeding, but it was sort of that like, Oh my God, like, am I going to be able to do it? But I never ended up like enjoying it or liking it anyway. And I totally agree with what you're saying, you know, whatever works for you and there is so much judgment. And I just think with how hard motherhood is, you've just got to do what works for you. And yeah, you shouldn't be judged on that because, you know you're just doing the best you can.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with all of that. Um so what else kind of like helped you postpartum with a cesarean? Like what was kind of like your biggest helpful tip like you could give a mom who just went through a C-section or or what advice do you have for them?
0: Well, first off, I would say Be easy on yourself mentally. That would be my first one. You know, really try and work through those feelings that you may or may not be feeling. Just really maybe researching the actual surgery that you've had because I don't think I really realized how much of a major procedure it was. You know, asking the doctors plenty of questions about your recovery because I feel like they don't give you too much recovery info. From kind of like a sheet of paper that I got that said, Oh, start doing these exercises after this lot. You know, the, when your six week checkup, that's it. Um, I, like, I actually was a bit like you. I laid, I sort of slept on an angle, taking it really easy and relying on your partner for things, not getting up if you don't have to. I used an ice pack sometimes just to help with the swelling just asking for help if you really do need it. Yeah, they're probably my biggest tips. And, you know, if you don't have the help, just, you know, take it easy on yourself, really, because you've been through a major surgery and I don't think there's enough emphasis put on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I have, again, like nothing to judge off of the difference between a vaginal birth and a cesarean birth. But, you know, it's still, it's, it's challenging to recover from. It's not an easy way out it's not anything to take lightly it's not like something that you can just bounce back from right away like you need to take that time to to heal and process what happened and especially if it was rushed and an emergency and you know like you said like mentally kind of processing it and and going over that and physically there's just there's so much involved with all of it that, you know, and I think to people that haven't had one or might know somebody that did, you know, try just being, I guess, like more aware of what of what that person has gone through. And maybe just ask them, you know, like, how did you feel about your birth? Because when, when we assume like, oh, like, they did that because of this, this and that, you know, you're not relating to that person, you're not finding a common ground, if you're just judging them and saying like, I can't believe you did that, then you're not able to really kind of have a conversation and see like how they were feeling. And in the end of it, we're all moms, we're all going through motherhood together. There's still every single same scenario that is going to happen in motherhood, no matter how you birthed your baby. So I think just understanding that, you know, we really are all here, at least like I feel like to support each other and to be there for each other and to have compassion and, and help each other, because I feel like you do need all of that in motherhood.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And it really does come back. It does come back to the assumptions. Know, you can't relate to someone if you assume that oh they did that because of that you know you, you just never know just you can't even put yourself in their shoes because you don't know you know you just gotta really see how they are and you know walk it through with them you know I would never you know, judge a mum on their birthday. You know, I just I just think it's so unique to the person and motherhood is just so hard and you're so right about it doesn't make you less of a mom. I guarantee. say day that you find yourself caught up in a toilet, having you know a moment, and you're crying, you're a mom. It doesn't matter. You're all gonna have those moments where you're just like, I am losing it here. Like,
1: yeah. And um, that made me think of something, but I kind of lost it. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> I guess that comes with motherhood too.
0: Oh, 100%.
1: Yeah, I think it's just, yeah, like we all are gonna go through these same things. And it's important to kind of like understand that, you know, we can beat ourselves up over all those what if scenarios. But when it comes down to it, we're all just taking like, one step at a time and going through all the decisions that we have to make. And Oh, I guess I was going to say too, you know, you physically can't tell by looking at a mom, like how she had her child. And when you're there, like holding your baby, you said in that situation where somebody had mentioned a negative kind of indication of cesarean and here you are sitting there. It's not like the scars across our forehead or, or somewhere very odd. No, that's like, right. You
0: don't know. Yeah,
1: you don't. You don't see that scar. You don't see um, how that happened. You know, even even in a bikini or something, a lot of the times it's it's below that line, so you're not able to see that. So I think just being more aware that you know there are people that are I don't want to say like keeping quiet, but maybe you know like you said like oh my gosh like how would that mom feel if I did say like hey here I am I had a cesarean section. You don't want that person to feel bad for something that they just said. And, and you've done the work to kind of recover from that. But, you know, those initial first few like weeks, months, everything that people are kind of like externally saying, I think our mental state is a little kind of fluctuating <laughs> at that point in early motherhood. So you have to be more sensitive to things that are are said. Um, I think, you know, you have the ability to cry a lot more often. Uh, things kind of hit you a lot harder. You take offense to things. And it's just something you can't control. And it's something that's just kind of occurring And and your hormones are fluctuating and things are all happening and you're on high alert and... And so much is going on that I think it's hard even to jump back to that mental state of how it was when you're through it. But I think just trying to remember like, oh, yeah, when I was a new mom, this is definitely something that would kind of like make me just, <laughs> just kind of.
0: Yeah, totally agree. I really think that, um, you know, something else that Played into how I mentally recovered was, you know, there is a lot of research out there, like you said, that cesareans, like the trend is, there's more and more getting done every day, and you know, there's a lot of people that, what I've seen on social media, say, you know, you have a choice, you know, your doctor shouldn't be pushing or that or that that, and while that may be true, and in some cases, maybe some hospitals are trying to get women out really quickly. That's something you can't control. So to see that being said is a really tough pill to swallow, and it was for me because I was only doing what I thought. I was trusting my healthcare professional, and you know whether or not what their decision was the right one—that's out of my control, and I can't factor that into the what ifs because you know I'm already trying to process it on myself. So yeah. There's definitely a case for it. Um, Maybe the reason that there's so many of them is because some shouldn't be being performed. But again, if that's out of the mother's control, then it's not really healthy for her to be seeing all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, I think it's something that I didn't dig into and I didn't look at and I didn't even comprehend until after it was done and so now here you are as a mom who had a c-section and you're being told oh your your doctor pushed it on you or you really didn't have to do that or that didn't need to be done if you were in a different setting that wouldn't have happened and the the fact is it did happen it's already happened you don't need to hear that it should have been done differently. Because like you said, you're already internally processing that and you're already thinking that yourself, like, did I do enough? Is that okay? What did I do? You know, you're already going through that enough. And now you're getting all this. Yeah. If if you were here, if you did this, if you had a voice, if you had more support, you know, like all these noises are going on and you're, again, second guessing yourself and, you know, advocate for, for, oh, yeah, like, I should have done this. And I should and, you know, you again, like, we're planning on a V back, like, that's like, if we have more children, that's what I would like to try for. But now I have the mental state of, you know, if it doesn't happen, if I have another C section, that's perfectly fine, too.
0: Yeah, agreed yeah I totally agree with you and um yeah, it really just comes back down to the way people get information out there or the way you know you drop your opinion into a conversation of something there's you know there's a there's a way and means of doing anything and yeah, it's just not what you want to see and I look I'm all for being informed and you do need to know these things sometimes. but like you said, when it's been and done, like and it's after the fact, it's really hard to get your head around and to process that on top of everything else that you feel and sometimes it's not even the opinions it's the what you've got in your head of what other people are thinking of your situation you're like I wonder if they think I'm this I wonder if they think that I've just popped out I wonder if they think that oh my god she you know she didn't have to birth naturally she's so lucky you know it's the Voices in my head of like, what are these people thinking about? Yeah.
1: And I think that's why it's so important to just have a conversation with other people and be like, hey, like I had a cesarean. How does that make you feel? And then, okay, why do you feel like that? This is how I feel. And I think just opening up that conversation and getting that information of feelings out there is really just like what needs to happen. Because Because, yeah, like, I mean, it could be a, a friend that doesn't even know what happened or maybe they didn't ask. And I think those initial first few weeks, months, it's hard to have that conversation. It's hard to process that because you really haven't even fully understood what happened or how you feel about it. But I think just like, you know, being open to conversation and being open to sharing your feelings helps a lot in processing it.
0: Yeah, I totally agree, and I think that like, this sort of goes back to my whole reason behind the blog. You know, you can have all these ideas and, like, thoughts circling around your head, but until you're getting them out and talking about them, like, I can't even tell you the amount um, that reached out to me for particular blog posts that just resonated with them, like, that's amazing. Like, if I'd never written that, I, I would never know these people have felt that way. And just hearing things like I'm like this truly made me feel normal. This made me feel like, you know, what I'm going through, the feelings I felt, you know, had I not have written that, I would not know that about someone. So it really does come back to that having the conversations. And that's something I think this day and age a lot of people don't have openly. I think we're definitely getting better, but you know, and I hope it's the trajectory that stays on. But yeah, it definitely comes back to the whole
1: yeah. Well, I love having these conversations and I'm so thankful for you coming here and talking about this and sharing your story and really just, you know, I I was super excited to do this because I was like, yes, like. You know, it's Cesarean Awareness Month and just opening up that dialogue and and really bringing it full circle of, you know, what we're trying to do. And I think you're trying to get out there and, and share these stories to help moms feel, you know, supported and not alone and normal. And that's something that I'm very much like passionate about and, and trying to do as well and just really like bring moms together to feel more Okay, in motherhood, and supported, and know that you know they're not alone, and that there are people out there, and we're really trying to just share our side of things and express what's going on, so that um, moms can listen or, or read what other people are going through and not feel like they're going through it alone. So, so thank you so much for you know, really coming and taking the time to do this.
0: Thank you so much. And I actually wouldn't have even known it was cesarean awareness month if I hadn't have spoken to you the other day. So thank you for sharing that with me. And I I too love having these conversations. So it was really good to get to do this today.
1: Well, do you wanna let us know how we can reach you, where you're at on social media and things like that and share, you know, how we can read your
0: blog? Sure, yes. Yeah. So my blog's called Keeping It Peachy, and you can find me on Instagram at Keeping It Peachy, the blog. And the website for my blog is au. Awesome.
1: Yeah, I'll be sure to share all that in the show notes so that people can find you and reach out to you and, you know, really just connect with you. And like you said, like I love it when people kind of, you know, oh, I felt normal or I, I felt like that way too. And, you know, just like building that connection and, and having people, you know, on here that people are going to be able to like connect with and relate. Cause I think building that community is, is huge. And so like, you know, if anybody resonated with, with what you were saying, I hope that they like go and read your blog and really just connect with you and and have that uh, community there. So
0: yeah yeah I love when people say that kind of stuff to me as well because you know it makes it all worth it you know it's like yes I'm doing this for a reason yeah yeah so thank you so much again well
1: this wraps up yet another episode of entering motherhood I hope that you have found this episode helpful and if you liked it please share it with others who might also benefit from this information If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Motherhood.